Listening Dog Media. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The hot mess mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. Hello, it is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell, and we have with us, oh, she's awesome, and I've known her for so many years, it's Julie Graham from Jumbreeden. Hey! Hi. We're delighted to be working with our friends at Swan across this whole series, and we can't wait to tell you all about their brilliant products. We'll have the first of our giveaways next week, so make sure you keep listening and you're following Swan Brand UK on Instagram. Later on, we'll be telling you about their stunning Swan Retro 12-inch desk fans, perfect for working from home through the summer. You can find information on that and more of Swan's amazing products at swanbrand.co.uk. Our hot mess mums, telling it like it is, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Well, let, let's talk about um, something that is bringing people a lot of joy, obviously, and us as well. And we had Denise on and Tracy talking about <laughs> it. Everyone's raving about it. So that is done breeding, which yeah. uh, obviously great time to get it out there uh, right now as well. Um, so how's it going with all of that? And are you surprised by the reaction? Because it has been really popular. Yeah, I mean, I've been astonished. <coughs> I've been astonished by the reaction, actually. I mean, initially when Andrew Green, the producer, came with came with the idea, I mean, I, I'd been I'd been hoping to obviously put it on, you know, get it commissioned and put it on television and <coughs> in the normal world, whatever that is. So he came with the idea and said, like, why don't we kind of use it as a calling card? We'll write these episodes, or I'll write these episodes, 10-minute chunks, and we'll put them out as a kind of taster of things mm. to come. But obviously, we're not going to set it in lockdown. We'll set it outside lockdown, because I think people have probably had enough of lockdown and they probably don't want to watch. You know, they want to be reminded of what the real world was like. And it's quite believable that these women are great friends and they hardly ever see each other. I mean, sometimes I, I don't see my friends for months because I'm so mm. busy. So that was the kind of idea of it. And then when we cobbled it together, which we did in about three or four weeks and started filming the episodes, it was very daunting at first, but we've kind of got into our stride. But it's the reaction has been absolutely overwhelming. I mean, it's been, I, I you know, I don't, I don't read comments on anything that I ever do because, you know, there's always some arsehole there, you know, kind of, you know, pissing on your chips. But... 
Um, but actually, I have to say universally across the board, people have been so positive about it. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's because it's quite innovative and it's a good idea. And also it's addressing issues and uh, of, about women that you don't really see on television because... Well, you uh, don't. It just no. annoys me. It being at that point as well, Julie, I was like, thank heavens, because, you know, it's either the butt of joke, like some sort of like yeah. tacky jokes or it's taboo or it's something we giggle about and it's yeah. not taken seriously and it's um, a stigma and, you know, and I still feel sexy and sassy. And I remember when you came out to my house, I thought, there's another one. Join the club. <laughs> Thank you very much. It still goes that, on. But that's the thing. It's not even just about feeling sexy and sassy and then not being represented. The fact is we are sexy and sassy. And we're still not represented. Oh, and good, you're right, yeah. God, and that's what really annoys me about it was that I, when I went, I, I'm 55 this year, and when I was going yeah. through menopause, when sort of in my, sort of just coming up to 50, mm. I remember looking at TV and thinking, I'm just not there. No. no. I'm just not represented. And as you say, the butt of a, you know, it was always the, the menopause woman was the butt of a joke. Mm. She was always the figure of ridicule or fun, usually from the male gaze. And... And I just thought, no, I'm not having this. You know, it's not representative of who we are and where and what and also what are we saying to young women that when yeah. you're menopause, that's it. Yeah, because that's what you know, you're gonna get there eventually. <laughs> you exactly. know, we're not helping out, are we, by just um like just, just brushing it under the carpet and just Yeah, not, and we don't not... and we don't talk about it. And so I just wanted to and I think comedy is a really good way to cut through all that nonsense and you know, without sort of hitting somebody over the head with it, you know, like an issue. I didn't want it to be an issue-based show. I wanted it to be about a bunch of women who are all friends who happen to be going through the menopause. So menopause is like almost like the backdrop of the like show. Like an incidental sort of, yeah. Exactly, but it's something we talk about. I mean, you know, you get us into a room and we all talk about it. Yeah, we do. That's the thing. It's like ago, we didn't. We know yeah. my aunties didn't talk about no. it. No, oh God, no. My nan, God, she brought us up and she was in her 50s when we were like, I was two and a half. And she talks to me now about how she was going through it. But at the time, I would never have known. Yeah. Do you know, like, we, and she never talked to me about periods, nothing. Like when I had my first period, I think I was 11. I remember she just handed me some sanitary towels and just said, there you go. Yeah. And it was, you didn't, you know, very sort of, I don't know, they were never naked in the house. You know, everything was very yeah. proper. Um, and, and I get it. It's a generation thing. But I think now it is so important to be far more open so people know it's just the norm. And actually, it's okay. And we're all the same. And well, I, I guess we're the first generation, aren't we, of, of that of that age group mm. to come up and be much more open about sex and, you know, our sexuality and all those kind of conversations that have opened up. Mm. we you know <clears throat> we are the generation so if we don't talk about it then you know we we you know we're not passing the baton to the to the generation coming up so mm. by the time hopefully they they reach menopause it'll just be a it'll just be a normal thing that everybody that that everybody talks about mm. and laughs about I mean that was that's the point I wanted to make was that if I'm gonna if someone's gonna laugh at my menopause then I'm gonna make the joke not you 
yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And yeah. it's, um, you know, I, I think that it's such a liberating thing to see. First of all, the way you've made this show, which is, you know, the first. I mean, you're a real trailblazer, to be honest, because, <laughs> you know, the first drama to come out of lockdown um, is a beautiful thing. But also the subject matter is even more beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so positive, you know, both of those things that you're doing are just embracing the situation and making it a really positive and inspiring thing. Both things oh, well, go good. hand I, in hand. Yeah, good. I mean, that that was the aim of it. And also, I, and, and that's been the reaction too. I mean, that's what's been so wonderful about it is that is exactly the reaction of women just going, thank fuck, somebody's talking about it. Yeah. You know? Because I think also, I mean, you know what it's like. I mean, I don't know, you know, what symptoms, you know, you've been suffering and everything. I mean, I know that it's, you know, there's been a bit of anxiety and all that sort of stuff and the rage. Yeah. And, yeah. and it can be very, very, very isolating. You can feel mm. very isolated, especially especially if you're with somebody that you can't really talk to about it because the conversations, it, it, you know, there's because there's no way in. Mm. Well, men don't get it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not there, but I have bad periods. And when yeah. I have my period, I am really moody. I'm moody in the week leading up to it. And then I'm very emotional the week during it. And yeah. my husband just cracks jokes all the time. So he'll just be like, to, them, to my kids, oh, you know, grumpy time and all of that. And, and, and so oh, I can't right. imagine. <laughs> yeah. Is he tied up in a cellar somewhere? Well. We go frozen. <laughs> Obviously, that's only once a month. When you're going through the, the this uh, the menopause and everything, it's not. It's every day. And yeah. to have someone, I just think men just don't get it. I mean, they have an easy ride, don't they? Really, to a but, point. And the big thing is as well, you don't know when it's happening. You don't know yeah. this perimenopause. I'm so confused. I don't know perimenopause. Or, I mean, I, you know, I just want to explode. Well, basically. well the thing is, such a, it's such a there's such a broad spectrum of menopause. Yeah. I mean, somebody, I think somebody said to me at one point, oh, there was a comment, um, and it wasn't a negative comment. It was just. Well, would someone's doll's age, who's in her 60s, would she, would, I mean, you know, surely she's not going through the menopause anymore, but that's absolutely not true because the menopause can last, symptoms mm. can last well into your 70s, you know, depressingly, if you don't mm. address it. And so it, it's, it's a conversation. So we, we talk to our daughter about, or our daughters about periods and everything we do now. And there's always a kind of roundabout an age between the ages of kind of say 12, 13, 14, that they, they will probably start their periods. But nobody really knows when a menopause will start. So unless women no. are warned that this that these you, this could be as a result of, I mean, mm. I have to say, I didn't even do the maths <laughs> when I started losing my mind. Mm. I just thought I was going through a really, I, th I just thought I was going through something. Mm. And luckily it didn't last long because I had a very, very good girlfriend, Hazel, who said, this is definitely the menopause. You need to address it. You need to go to the doctor. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and this man was just ridiculous. He, he basically batted me away and said, you're, you're too young for this to be happening. Anyway, I didn't even, I, you know, I, I nearly lost my shit, but I thought, no, I can't, I, I can't do this in the doctor's surgery. So I went back to the reception and all the receptionists there know me and I love them. They're all adorable. They're all really scary women. And, um, you know, you've got to make friends with doctors, receptionists. That's my top mm. tip. 
Yeah, my, uh, Chris always says that about any receptionist or PA. Oh God, yeah. Always be nice it's to them. True to them, yeah. Yeah. So I said, An insurance broker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so I, so I said to one of them, I said, to I, I need to see another doctor. And she said, what, what, what was it for? And I said, it's, you know, I think I might need to go on HRT. And she said, oh, you don't want to see him. <laughs> you want to see Dr. You know, blah. Yeah. And and I said, okay, well, can, when can I have an appointment? She said, well, she's got a cancellation tomorrow. So I got in the cancellation. I walked in the door. There's a young woman there in her 30s. I said to her, this is what's happening to me. And she said, right, what? when do you want to start taking them? She just wrote me a prescription. She said, you know, I said, you're not going to do a hormone test. She said, I really don't need to. And then she went to the symptoms that I was feeling. And then she, I was on HRT. But the, the conversation that I had with her in the doctor's surgery, I said, she said, no, have you had this depression? Yes. Have you had anxiety? Yes. Have you had sweats? Yes. Sleepless nights? Yes. Rage, uncontrollable rage? Yes. Weepiness? Yes. I was ticking all these boxes. She said, vaginal dryness. I was like, what? <laughs> she said, vaginal dry. I was like, oh my God, is that a thing? She yeah, said, yeah. Oh yeah, and it's it can be very severe. And I was like, okay, I am not getting that. <laughs> I am not letting my vagina dry up. There is no way on God's earth. So what do I take for that just in case? She said, Well, just come back to me as soon as it happens. I was like, I'll be there. <laughs> is there is there any of that in dumb breeding? Or have we got to wait and see? I don't know when this is going out. Possibly, like, yeah. We do, we, there's, def, there's definitely going to be vaginal dryness address. I think uh, yeah, it's got it's a must, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's a must. Wait to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. I was like, basically, everything starts sweating except your vagina. Yeah, it's like what? Oh. It's, it's, it's not getting all hot and moist. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry, everybody. I don't know what you're doing at this present time, but hot and moist and vaginas, sauce, sauce. Oh. It's just about you know. I mean, it's 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 hot mess, isn't it? <laughs> I love the way as well that you know um, the the process of filming this has meant that you've you've kind of form these little mini sort of hubs of how to make movies now in everybody's household. I mean, you've got Tamsin and Angela and Denise and lovely Tracy we had on um, and Alison. So are they all sort of making movies in their own little way with their own little crews and their own little yeah. ways and foibles I mean, of doing Yeah, it? everything has been done with, um, you know, this, with very strict rules about social distancing and not mixing, obviously. Uh, so we all got sent camera equipment, um, which was quite daunting. So I'd love to see Denise looking at that. Oh my God! Well, she said it was hard work, didn't she? She said, "Thank God she had Lincoln because he was technically minded, kind of thing." Yeah, I mean, I looked at this big box of stuff, and I just kind of went, "Oh God!" (laughs) But I've got Davy, my husband, who's who's amazing. He's quite technical, so. um, But actually, once you kind of get going, and once you get into the rhythm of it, I mean, Robin, the director, Robin Shepherd, our director, is brilliant. Mm. I mean, I've worked with her for a long time, and I always wanted her to direct it in the real world, but um, she gives these detailed uh, plans of camera, where to put the camera, where to put the lights, how not to cross the line, which is a bit like the offside rule, which I've Mm. never, ever got my head around. And... um, and so it's so detailed and she's always at the end of a phone if you if when we're filming if you need her she's brilliant and we do a zoom rehearsal and a zoom read through um and 
yeah and we do a lot of FaceTime with each other so we do we feel like we've, we're seeing each other a lot and it gives a real intimacy on FaceTime rather than just kind of make you know doing phone calls and everything but I just can't wait to get all these amazing women in the same room well, can you imagine that day oh my god because you've done it back to front instead of having you know that that whole rap party thing almost you can you can save that it'll be a massive build-up and when you yeah. do have it you'll be doing this the first time you'll see each other in the flesh all together I know I mean it's brilliant because we're all friends anyway yeah um so we all kind of knew each other before I mean I didn't really know Alison Newman that well who's mm. playing Wanda I'd worked with her I hadn't really, but now she just feels like, you know, like one of my oldest friends. That's what's been so lovely about it. So and when you've all got a sort of rapport, like a second hand. Yeah, you have. You can tell straight away. You, you, you've got a knowing with each other almost instantly. I thought that's either really good acting or they know each other. And I think it's a combination of both. Um, but when you when you wrote this, did you have all those actresses in mind? What I'm saying is, were they the top of the list? Absolutely. And, you know, and when, when I was going through, I mean, I hadn't, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about casting so much. I'd just written, written these characters because sometimes it can, when you're writing a character, sometimes it can help to have somebody in mind and sometimes it can be a hindrance. Um, and a lot of these women are based on real friends of mine. Um, and, well, most of them are based on real, on friends of mine and, you know, and facets of, of my my personality as well kind of splintered into a bit of a split personality <laughs> which is you know which suits me down to the ground but um so I had I definitely had certain people in mind but actually the character of doll I hadn't written at all ah, and I and we we talked about having a kind of a, a, an older woman represented as well um, and of course, the first person I thought of for this, and we needed an antagonist, and Doll is our antagonist. Every good drama needs an antagonist. And so when I came up with this character of Doll, who's Wanda's mother-in-law from hell, um, I mean, I know Denise will take this as an absolute compliment, but she was the first person I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> because I know she's just such a brilliant actress i mean i've known denise for a long long time and i know that she's had many incarnations of you know tv presenter and you know health mental health advocate and all these amazing things that she is but deep but, down she's a she's a, but at her core yeah, she's a, she's that. a proper great turn yeah and and i just absolutely love her and i think that she hasn't been allowed to show off all her bells and whistles mm, yeah um, and that's the, that was the main reason for creating the show was to create great parts for older women. Um, so she was she was so I absolutely wrote Doll with Denise in mind, and mm. and, and can then now continue to do that as well. But every single actress that I asked said yes, and yeah. I just I was just so chuffed. And now we've got the wonderful Nicola Stevenson on board. Yeah, she's just joined the cast and my dear friend Nimi March has just come on board as well so we've got all these great actresses and actors as well you know we're not missing out the men we've got some great men in it too Tracy said when she was on that what was also lovely about it was that often after a, when you're a certain age you get um, a lot of op offers to be a mum in a in yeah. scripts and stuff and she said you know it is one of the dullest roles especially if you already are one in real life yeah. and it's kind of something they typecast women in um, so she was saying how fab it was to do something like this and and to promote that you know female roles shouldn't always 
fit that stereotypical yeah. mother or, or housewife thing, which I think is so important, isn't it, to kind of leave that behind a bit more, maybe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you see a breakdown in a script, it's very interesting. When you read a breakdown in a script, it'll say, so if they're describing a man, they'll say, uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart, 42, maverick, loner, alcoholic, has a past. He's a very interesting blah, 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 blah. And then they'll describe him and they'll say, Julie Graham, she's a mother of two. She, and then, so they'll list that first and then they'll yeah. go on to say what she's like. And it mm. pisses me off. It, it's, it is changing. But it's know, slow I, though, isn't it? All of it, you know, like I see so. male presenters on telly, and I'm not going to name one this week, but he is not this week, maybe on. Next week. Well, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was sitting in on something and I said to my husband, can I just say that there's no way a woman of his age would be co-hosting that tonight sitting no. in. And he went, I know. And I went, it's not okay. It's 2020. And it no. makes me so mad. You know, I remember when I was um, a journalist and I used to read the news, I loved people like Anna Ford and people like that. And they just slowly disappeared as they started to get gray. But look, yeah. we've still got Hugh Williams and all the others. Yeah. They're guys. And it's sexy to be old when you're a man, but when you're a woman. Yeah, you're a silver fox. Yeah. yeah, and I just think, when is that going to I know that we're trying and things like what you're doing, fantastic, but when is it going to completely go? Because it's, it's just so unfair. Well, I, <clears throat> I've said this before, but, you know, I think there needs to be an ice age. I think all the dinosaurs need to be wiped out. And hopefully <laughs> that will happen because, yeah. you know, I mean, you can't just, you can't, you just can't, you can't just fire people and say, okay, you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. But I think slowly that's dying away. And I think the more... <clears throat> The more conversations we have about this, the, the, the less likely people are starting to stick up for themselves, like older female presenters, especially. I mean, <clears throat> they're getting litigious now. Yeah. Taking mm. people to court mm. <clears throat> or, or to employment tribunals and saying this is not acceptable. So I think they're slowly getting the message, mm. but it's not happening fast enough. And I think brilliant organizations like ERA 5050, Equal Representation of Actresses, who have done an amazing job of going to straight to the heart of power, commissioning editors, <clears throat> um, TV channels and saying, we want parity. We don't mm -hmm. want special treatment. We just want equal representation. We're not asking for anything else. That's it. And so I think <clears throat> they've got, they, they're a very strong, um, they've got a very kind of strong uh, um foothold in in that kind of in that biz in that world and I think they're having they're kind of slowly having to listen and I think the more women who make content as well you know so who are creative producers and, and executive producers and all that sort of stuff you know you think you you see people like Reese Witherspoon um and or <clears throat> actually Denise called me Reese Weatherspoon the other day <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good analogy. And Nicole Kidman and people in Hollywood who are actually starting to produce stuff and say, we're in our 50s and our 60s mm -hmm. and we want to make programmes that represent us. Mm -hmm. So I think it is slowly changing. You're um, doing exactly that right here. The male, it's the male pale and stale brigade, mm -hmm. as they're known. Yeah. <laughs> and an actor friend of mine who is male pale and stale, and, and he actually coined the phrase to me. He said, I can't believe, he said that we've had it our own way for 200 years and it's all going tits up on my watch. Yes, <laughs> at last, it's turning. At last. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums.
More from our chat with Julie coming up soon, but now I just want to take a second to tell you about the brilliant Swan Retro 12-inch desk fan. As we get close to summer, and we know it's going to be hot, fingers crossed, we know that working from home might not be the most comfortable situation, but this fantastic product from Swan could be the answer to your problem. Swan always produce beautiful products and this is no different. The Swan Retro 12-inch desk fan is the perfect way to spruce up the home office. You'll be cool and thanks to the low noise levels of the fan, you won't have to worry about it disturbing you either. We're going to be giving away one of these later on in the series, so make sure you head over to our brand new website and sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss out. Just head to hotmessmumsclub.com. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Do you think your girls are, um, are going to... So it's such a cliche saying this, isn't it? But do you think your girls are interested in doing what you do? No. Edie no. <laughs> definitely is not. In, no. I mean, she she's... I think she's interested in writing and, and mm. all that sort of stuff, but I think she'd be very much behind the scenes. She's not interested in being in front of the camera at all. <laughs> Sid, that's Sid. Yeah. yeah, I think Sid might do. <clears throat> I mean, she's in episode one. Yeah. And reading, and she does come back into it. Um, but she's at that age where she's a bit self-conscious as well. Uh-huh. But I, I, if anyone was going to go into the business, I could, I could, it would definitely be Sid, I would think, you know. Is Davy in it? Davey's not in it yet. Oh, you should meet Davey, Kelly. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, no, no, he's no. Gorgeous. no. He's gorgeous. He's absolutely He's a brilliant cameraman. He's a is really he? good camera. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a real skill. Oh, he's, a, he's a skydiver, Kelly. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know it. that? Yeah. He just drops like in. It. Can't you get him just dropping in every now and again? Like the, <laughs> like the, the Black Magic Garden. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I'm gonna pers- I might persuade him to do a cameo. He's like, like you should. Yeah, you should. No, 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 no. No, and that was okay. lovely. You just you just got married. You just got married. You went and we did got, it. We got it? married in um, October. Yeah. Oh wow. So officially we're still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, you're still getting on. Yeah. So how long were you together before yeah, you got married? You said you did say to me the other day, he said, you know, when this all finishes, we should go away for the weekend. So where are you gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of that. There'll be a lot of, you know, can I have a single room, please? No, single, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Quadruple room for the past six months. Get me out. It's been challenging. Hasn't it? Yeah. There's some nice parts to it, but... Well, there's some brilliant parts to it. Yeah. I think you just, it makes you appreciate all the things that you've got. Yes. The small, the things that we probably take for granted every day because we're busy rushing around. Like dusty skirting boards. And a fridge full of stuff I'm supposed to cook. About how clean their house is. I know, I've ignored it. Mine's a tip, a constant tip, because everyone's in it. You know, when I was, I've had to film in my bathroom for done breeding because yeah. I had to, I had to pretend. Oh yeah, so you're sitting on the, the yeah. NHS toilet. A hag. Yeah. I was at work, yeah. and we went. We we the morning of filming, we went into the bathroom and I we took all the stuff out because it had to look very bare. Yeah, and, and I, I just thought I said, I can't, I, I can't do this. So. So we ended up painting the bathroom. <laughs> it did look, do you know what? It's really funny. Is it episode two that it's you got there in the bathroom? Two. I'm not joking, right? I was watching it. I thought, well, that's got to be her bathroom. I thought, <laughs> it's really quite, it's just white with it. Like you had a, a tall sort of radiator. I found yeah, like yeah, a yeah. now. But I was like, gosh, it's not very, fr- there's no 
there's no character. Where, where where's the stuff in the bathroom? I thought, oh, oh no, we had to we had to strip it, dressing. make it look like a loo. But Set undressing. <laughs> but then when I looked at the walls, you know, because I had to take paintings down, and there was all these marks. Oh, yeah, you get the so, mark. Yeah. So we um yeah so I I was seven o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm painting as I'm setting up the camera. I'm painting <laughs> as we go. So actually, there's been three three rooms in our house that we've used so far that we've had to paint. So it's not yeah clean, it's not clean, but it's well but it's freshly painted do you know what people won't notice on screen it can be as filthy as you like it won't show That's it's the like thing. these um but davy gets really house proud though if we're, oh, we're setting up a shot he said you, you can't know, have that then. i'm happy just to turn over he's like uh, no he's a he's a brilliant he's like the art director <laughs> move that that looks like a mess put that there i'm like okay <laughs> but it's like when you do these zoom meetings or you see it on telly and they're sitting there and behind it's like a lovely bookshelf and it all looks really fab and you think you've picked that room you've yeah. just had it all done to yeah, look like exactly. that whereas behind me it's just an absolute mess of schoolwork and crap basically yeah. but you know what i think because it happens much more in drama. I mean, you know, TV presenting, not so much at all, but it takes such a long time normally to set up and to shoot a scene. Oh, my goodness, yeah. You know, with your continuity and your set dressing and this and your prom. Oh. But really, I bet it's like, this. it must be lovely for you to just I don't have to sit around. It's just like bish, bash, bosh, done. It is. Well, it isn't quite bish, bash, bosh. Because actually, no. I mean, even though we're all, we're only really filming kind of a couple of scenes or maybe even one scene per episode, but we, it takes a long time mm. still because, you know, you do have to kind of get everything right. I mean, we, we want it to look as professional as we can. Um, you know, we, there's so many restrictions. However, say, saying that, I have renewed respect for crews. I mean, the, the job that they do is absolutely phenomenal and I don't want to take anyone's job away from them. I can't, yeah. personally, I can't wait to get back on a film set where <laughs> I just can sit in the corner you get called out of your witty bag with the other actors and have a black coffee. I mean, I just I can't wait for those days because the, the the job that they do I mean, it's highly skilled and it's a, and the, you know and it's a very collaborative job. So that's that's been that that's been the hardest thing is kind of just having to do everything yourself. And I think there's little moments where yeah, you're all a bit like oh god, I'm over this now. Can we just go and have a coffee and sit in the corner? And I always talk to you know that cameraman or that runner or you know that that yeah. sort of camaraderie. I mean, I know you've got lovely Davy and the girls, but you know sometimes you want to be outside the box a bit. Exactly. Yeah, I want people bringing me cups of tea. I don't get any of that. <laughs> I don't get, to train I don't them up. Cake. I don't get any catering. You know. <laughs> But I think overall, you know, what you've done um, of take, you know, we're not on the scrap heap anymore. And um, no. I'm, I was just so, so happy to hear what you were doing. And have you written anything before? No, I'd never written anything before. No, this, this, ah. is, my, this is my first project. <clears throat> I'd had ideas for things, but I'd never actually kind of written a script. Yeah. So it's a it's a huge learning curve for me as well. Yes. I think it I think it was just all in there because I've been mulling it over for a couple of years. So I think it's mm. just been kind of sitting there waiting to kind of just burst out. Mm. And so this gave me a great incentive just because you know you can procrastinate for years and years and years. And if if there's any message for anyone out there who wants to write something and wants to do it, just do it. That's my that's my kind of message. Is just you know if you've got a story to tell and you want to tell it, then just do it. You know, because this is the time um, when when we're not doing anything and we're in lockdown is just to kind of get your get your stories out there. Because I think they're sustaining people as well. You know, mm. I think art has a great um, 
it is a great tool to sustain people and get us through the kind of darkest times. Absolutely. Um, and, and I hope that those creative people in the arts are respected when we come out of this and when, you know, that, the, you know, they get just as much help. And I mean, the theatres. Yeah, I know that it's, it's heartbreaking, actually, for our in industry. I mean, across the board, I want to say that um, actually everyone needs to be recognised especially teachers, <clears throat> teachers and, and uh, nurses especially, they need to pay them properly for a start. Yeah. But, you know, but I think the arts is way down the list sometimes of, oh, well, you know, we don't really feel sorry for them. But actually the majority of people who work in the arts live below the minimum wage. You know, they don't earn millions of pounds and they don't earn huge, huge amounts of money like, you know, people think they do. They really don't. And the, the theatres and the comedy clubs and, and, the, and the, the crews, people are working on film sets and working on, on films and behind the scenes in theatres. They're really suffering like yeah. everybody else, you know, and I, I really hope that there's going to be help there for them, you know. Yeah, there's no furlough in that industry. Or no, we? well, and everyone's sure. freelance and people forget yeah. that, don't they? Yeah, they, they all yeah. work for themselves and if, you know, they're not being hired, they're not working, they're not being paid and that's exactly. it. Exactly, so, and, and I think a lot of theatres and a lot of the, the industry is not going to survive, which is which is really, really, it's, it's really devastated the, the arts industry. So um, I'm not kind of saying, I'm not saying poor us to, uh, no. to any degree, but I just, I, I hope people recognise that we have made a huge difference during this lockdown, you know, and and that, that's what people have turned to. They've turned to music and they've turned to the arts and poetry. Absolutely, and all, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And so mm -hmm. it should, you know, it definitely should be recognised. Done breeding. Congratulations. Oh, yes. Groundbreaking. Thank, yeah. So and thank please. you so much for coming yeah, on as well. You. Oh, nice it's so lovely to have you. Pleasure. Thank you for asking Big me. Fan. It's been such a joy. Yeah. and uh, I look forward to the next episode um, and I'll yeah. go back to Denise didn't crash our uh, game no like so, it's not when she comes on me and Jenny always know we get a cuppa we know we don't have to talk much she creates the show she's brilliant <laughs> Just don't speak. Oh, that was easy. Last time she just talked about how Jenny refused to have a vibrator and that. And it, that's right. Have you still not got one? In fact, that, no. was, that was a conversation that we had when we spoke to Kate Thornton on yeah. London, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't have a vibrator. Shame on you. I'm we were in the pub. I remember that. And we were talking about dryness. I think one of, I can't say who, I won't quote. And then someone else was like, yeah, dead gooey. It was all going on. Anyway, oh. that's, another, that's another episode. That's definitely another act. Late night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take care, Judy. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Love you, my to darling. Love to date well, young girls, too. Absolutely. Bye. Thanks, Judy. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. On Friday, the 26th of June, we're hosting our first ever Lunchtime Live. Become a member of the Hot Mess Mums Club and you could be having lunch with us and fellow mums. Virtually, of course. We've got lots planned, so make sure you don't miss out. Plus, when you sign up, we'll send you a goodie bag filled with some amazing products. Visit hotmessmumsclub.com and sign up today. Our Hot Mess Mums, telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks again to Swan for sponsoring this episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. Go and check out their website right now. There's loads of amazing stuff on there, from coffee machines to microwaves to the brilliant Swan Retro 12-inch desk bag. You could kit out the whole house in Swan products. Head over to swanbrand.co.uk and take a look at what they've got to offer.